Hello, I'm Phil Svitek, 360 Creative Coach. And in this episode, I wanna give some recommendations for movies as well as TV shows that I've recently checked out that I think you would really enjoy. So first off, I think there's been, uh, at least from what I'm seeing, there's been a lot of hype around the new Spike Lee movie called The Five Bloods. The Five Bloods is about Vietnam veterans who go back to Vietnam after many years to take or to try to get money that they left behind that they couldn't get um, initially. And, you know, this was kind of a script. uh, This was kind of the basis for the script. uh, And it was written, but then Spike Lee got involved in it and him and the co-writer of um, Black Klansman, they touched it up and, of course... Whenever Spike Lee kind of gets involved, as you might expect, you know, he, he, he kind of, he's never one to shy away from what's on his mind, what he cares about. And so in, in that sense, he made all the Vietnam veterans uh, black soldiers, which, you know, they're like, historically, there was a lot of um, black soldiers, but it's never really kind of shown or portrayed in Hollywood movies or TV shows. And so this was important. And so a lot of that kind of is commentary on that. Also, because it's like present day, there's there's commentary on kind of, you know, what's going on in the world. Uh, partly, like it does, t- like it, it's always interesting how art and life intersect. Not that he couldn't have planned it in this way, but, you know, it does speak to the Black Lives Matter movement And obviously that's interesting because, you know, um, at the time, like, of course, Black Lives Matter was was a movement, but certainly not to the height that it is today. And so it's very interesting, that perspective. And one of of the things that's, you know, that I appreciate about Spike is that, you know, he he always tries to find nuances as well and, and, and kind of searching for the answers to the questions that he's posing. And what I mean by that is one of the main characters is um, has a has a is a Trump supporter. He has a MAGA hat that he proudly wears, and you know he's a black man supporting Trump. And kind of it's interesting to explore what that sort of means as well. And you know, uh, and I and I say that not because like black people can't support Trump. Of course they can. Um. But I, 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 you know, I think one of the reasons that he put that in there is because, um, you know, I, I think there is that stigma of like, oh, if you're black, you know, certainly from the white perspective of, oh, if you're black, why are you supporting Trump um, when he's a racist? Uh, and so I thought it was, you know, I thought that kind of nuance and exploring that was very interesting. Now, overall, like one of the things that did turn me off about the movie was and at least initially was that it's like two hours and 30 minutes or even longer than that um so i was like oh man this is gonna be a long one so i really have to kind of set aside time to watch it now it uh it actually goes by relatively quick um in spite of its long runtime and i actually think like i almost think that they need a longer time to tell the story that they wanted to tell and i don't say i i and what I mean by that is there's just a lot thrown in there. And I'm not saying it should have been longer. I'm actually saying that I wish they kind of pulled back on some of the things that were there to, so that way 
the things that kind of remained would have been strengthened within that two, two hour and 30 minute run time. Cause I think overall it is just slightly like there's just too much crammed in there. Not everything hits all at once, but I do appreciate it overall. Uh, you know, one of the things I, I, I appreciate spike going for it cause like it jumps multiple times and you kind of know which time you're in based on the aspect ratio of the movie. I thought that was an interesting technique. What I didn't appreciate was, you know, one of the things he always wanted to have uh, the main characters in frame. So there's a lot of wide shots and that's cool, but it made it less filmic because everything just looks so sharp and crisp and clean that it didn't quite work for me. Like it, it wasn't as cinematic as I would have liked it to be. Um, and that's a nitpick. I think it, it's for some people I've seen it works really well. For me, it just, it didn't, it kind of had a TV feel to it. Uh, when, you know, when you're telling a Vietnam movie, like I, I thought, I don't know, I just wanted to feel a little bit grander. And when it has that TV feel, it just didn't feel as grand, if you will. But overall, really worth checking out. Um, I, I highly recommend it. The other movie that I checked out was Irresistible. So this is... Uh, this is with Steve Carell, and it's it's a John Stewart movie, and it's kind of about uh, it's a hypothetical about um, our elections. And while you know it doesn't focus on the national side, it focuses very much on like a local um, version of this, someone running for mayor. And so Steve Carell is like a campaign manager for this man, and you know he's he's. Uh, pushing for the democratic agenda and so forth. And it kind of reminds me of movies like Wag the Dog, um, but in this one being a little bit more subdued, you know, where it's, it's got comedy, but seriousness all mixed in um, with its satire. And I think, uh, I think it's poignant ultimately. Like I think it's message at the end hits really, really well. So, um, yeah, it's, I, I think it's it's definitely worth renting or check, checking out. Um, I just really enjoyed it. Uh, another recommendation that I have for you is a movie called Black Orpheus. Now, this is an older movie. Um, it's in color, don't worry. Um, but um, But it's basically a retelling of the... Um, of the Orpheus and Eurydice... Um, kind of story, you know, the, the Greek story and it told kind of in a modern sense through, um, in like through Brazilian culture. So it takes place in Brazil. It's very festive and, you know, um, it, uh, the music is wonderful. Like, like it's it, the, the word, the, the adjective colorful can be used to describe the costuming, the, the visual style, uh, the, the actual cinematography, the characters themselves, just everything about it is just vivid in the best of ways. And, you know, it's a, it's a relatively short movie, uh, but, uh, but just really wonderful. Um, everything just blends the acting with the music and, and whatnot. Like it's just, it's just a lot of fun and it's, it's a lesser, like in, in the cinephile world, it's a known movie, but in the, obviously like the, the, 
more global, greater context. It's not really that well known, uh, but it's. I, I think it's definitely worth checking out. Um, it's it's like a hidden gem of mine that I love rewatching whenever I can. Uh, a movie that I literally just saw this past weekend is Palm Spring, and this is a movie that just came out. It stars. Uh, 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 Andy Samberg, and um, it's it's kind of like a Groundhog Day type of movie where, you know, uh, there's a repetition to the day and so forth. But, you know, I think it leans into that. Um, and certainly there have been movies like this. Uh, Happy Death Day is another one. And I don't know, I just, I, for some reason, I just really love this genre. And what this movie does with that genre and posing the questions that it does, like it, it manages to be very intellectual at the same time very very funny the the style of the editing is is on point the acting is great uh, I, I think it it says a lot and it's just really well done and you know in the grand scheme of things I don't think I'd be raving about this movie as much as I am if you know there was all like if you know summer movies were a plenty uh, as in years past but in this current context like I was looking for something that was both nostalgic and new funny and intellectual and like this just hit you know all the right notes for me it checked off all the boxes and yeah it was fun it's it's uh, just kind of came out on Hulu so you can watch it there if you have Hulu um, really really well done movie so as far as uh, I just wanted to kind of recommend some TV shows so never have I ever this is a Mindy Kaling TV series and it's been confirmed for season two uh, season one is 10 episodes it's a coming. It's a coming of age story about. Um, it's, a, it's it's about an Indian girl um, in America. He, he, her her father had passed away, so now it's her mom, and um, their cousin lives there as well. And what I appreciate it hits. It, it manages to hit all the same kind of tropes of a coming of age story, but doing it in a unique way. And like the season cliffhanger, if you will, like like. What I appreciate about it, 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 it earns all of its laughs and it earns all of its like heartfelt moments. And, you know, you just kind of gut it in those moments. And when there's triumph, you really like are rooting like, yes, and whatever else. I, I, I just honestly loved it. And it's, it's amazing the fact that like, you know, you can have a TV series like this that's so specific about an upbringing and a culture that we don't really get to see most times. And yet, you know, I, when, when I saw this, like I posted about it on social media and like, you know, I, I just kind of threw it out there as a recommendation. Like the amount of comments of people loving it and or wanting to check it out was just insane. And I was really blown away by the fact that, yeah, so many, it resonated with so many people of different backgrounds. And that's what art is, right? When we can ex- express our cultures, our viewpoint into something and yet still connect with a diverse audience like that to me is beautiful. So um, really, really well done. And even if like a coming of age story is not like normally your thing, uh, it's interesting to me too, to see the reaction of people for who like this might be out of their wheelhouse and yet like they're just blown away by this and not like obsessed by it. So uh, really worth checking out. The last thing I'll leave you on is uh, they've got to have us. It's a kind of, it's, it's a documentary series on Netflix about black filmmakers 
And what's really amazing about it, like it, I watched it, I binged it, and it really just inspired me. It was so informative, yet motivating. And, you know, it also taught me a lot of stuff. It, it gave me a, a, a list of movies that I wanted to check out and, you know, see for myself, uh, you know, that I'd not heard of before. You know, I was proud that mo- a lot of movies that I did see that they were talking about, but there was plenty of movies that I'd never heard of admittedly. And so it's like, wow, this is, you know, from that standpoint alone, uh, you know, now I have a cool list of movies that I want to check out and will check out. So, um, you know, that's it. That's what I have for you. The, you know, some, some movie recommendations. Um, so let me know what you think. If you check out any of them, I'd be curious to know your thoughts. We can converse whether down in the comments section or on social media at Phil Svitek or If you have recommendations of your own, I am right now, I am looking for recommendations. And, uh, you know, I I think anything that's recommended to me is going to be far better than me just searching out for something because, um, I don't know, that's just kind of in the mood I am. And it it could be anything. It could be documentary. It could be, you know, any genre of fiction. So I I welcome it all. Let me know. But uh, if you will, just give me kind of like at least like a one sense blurb of, why you feel I should check it out. Um, I would appreciate that. Anyway, thank you for taking time to tune in. I hope this you know, gives you something to, uh, to pass the time with. And I hope to see you next time.